Welcome, everybody, to the Building Aaronsburg podcast. I'm Thomas Aaronsburg. And I'm Catherine Aaronsburg. And today we are going to do a little series on excuses. Everyone's got them, just like an armpit or other that's parts. The P- that's the PC way to put it. Yep, everybody's got an armpit and, and they, they all stink. stink. Just like excuses. your excuses. So we're going to go over what the three main excuses that we hear all the time, because let me tell you, I hear them all the time. All right, so the the three that we have are, I don't have enough time. There just wasn't any time. If I had time, I would have done it. I don't have enough money to do it. And finally, I'm just not good enough. I don't have the skill. I don't have the skill level. And as I always tell my clients, you either have time or money, but usually not both. Right. That's usually, I agree with that, yeah. It's, this is the very rare person. There are people, but very rare person that has time and money. Very rare. Yeah. And so you need to know which type of person you are. If you're going to make excuses, you need to know where to direct your either time, money, or talent in order to be able to get things done that you really want to get done. And this, of course, stretches more than just to DIY projects and around the house. Right. Stuff. This is your everyday. This is, I, I want to work out, but I can't pay for the gym. I don't have time to I work out. I don't have time out. to go to the gym. Yeah, it, it stretches to a lot of different I things. I don't know how to work out. I don't know. When I go there, what am I supposed to do? Right. Just walk on a treadmill? I don't know. Right. Yeah. All excuses. And we use them for every bit of our life from, you know, self, um, not self-care, but like self-improvement, home right. improvement, um, disciplining our children, having, um, you know, our kids have been, we know that the coronavirus and being quarantined we let our kids do a lot of stuff that we wouldn't normally let them do and now they've slid into that being now the rest of their life kind of a thing and man getting out of that the discipline to pull them out of that not easy not easy and It's, it's, it's much easier just to make an excuse way easier but but that's that's what we're here for is to encourage you to stop with those excuses. Not that we don't have our own, because we do. Do we both look like Adonis? No, ma'am. No, nope. sir. Nope. Do we have? <laughs> do we have perfect children? Do we have a perfect home? No, ma'am. No, sir. No, we do not. So we are right there with you in this uh, excuse rut um, of life. So let's get into the the three different ways. So I don't have time. So I think that the time thing really is just I I didn't want to do it. They right. always say, the the quote that I always hear is so true. If you want to make time for something because you really love it, you will find time. Right. Everyone finds time for the things that they really like to do. And you don't have to, everyone doesn't love to work out or love to do home improvement projects. If you love to do those things, you would find right. time to do yeah, them. You'll make time. I get up real early in the morning to work out. So then maybe we, we so. switch our brain to, it's not that I don't have time. It's not how I want to spend my time. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Well, because then a lot of times you, it's a little bit too honest of a look at yourself, I think. Yeah, look, we just did an, an episode about self-awareness, which right. is exactly what that is. I think it's a lot easier to say, well, you know, I would have gotten that done. I, I just didn't have the time to do it. And then you're kind of like this victim of like I'm time. Gonna, I'm like there's only it. so much time and... By golly, just not enough for me to do that. So I know I'm, a, I'm lot a victim of, of the lack of time, yeah, well, or my whatever my circumstances are that that don't allow me to have the time to go. We have how much time do you spend on your cell phone today? Sliding through, you know, oh, yeah. Instagram or Facebook or absolutely 
I don't know, whatever the social media, all the different social media channels, you had time. You did. I mean, a 20-minute slide through, you know, what do you call it, swipe through all your Instagram, you could have been going for a jog or right. lift Even 20 minutes worth of weights. Yeah, anything. Like, I mean, it's, really, time you, is not you, really an excuse. You know, if, if you just have to do it, you could do it while you're on your walk. I mean, I wouldn't recommend swiping through your social media while you're walking down the street, but. I really do feel like so many excuses are a matter of just not wanting to and not being willing to admit to yourself that you're not willing to to do whatever it takes to spend the time yeah, or it's spend hard. the money. I think that's a, a big part of it is people, it's hard to be honest with yourself about something like that. See episode 11. Was it episode 11 that the we did? The one that we just did on self-awareness? Yeah, self-awareness. Yeah, that, yes. It's important. And we didn't really touch on this kind of stuff in that episode. We talked more about like having fights with people and things like that. But this plays into that. Self-awareness has to do with how, you know, your internal dialogue and how you see the world and how you act in the world just to yourself. You know, how yeah. you spend your own quiet time and your private time and your exercise time and how you spend your money and how, you you know, all these things we're talking about that people make excuses about, all that plays into self-awareness. It's not just your interactions with other humans. It's how you interact in your own head. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it's interesting, too, the way you put that, how you see your own life like you're watching yourself in a movie. I think that's how know? self-analysis is. I think that when you're when you're having some ability to look at yourself you're trying to view yourself from the outside in right so if you're watching a movie of yourself like if you watch today whatever day this is you're listening to this if you were watching today or yesterday as a movie would you have found 30 minutes in that movie to to go do your workout or to get your make this phone call to this person that you've been avoiding of course but you know then in that is that the self-analysis part is for future improvement. It's not to beat yourself up over what happened yesterday. It's right. to move forward and to do better tomorrow or do better today. Like, you know, you already ate like some, a piece of cake or whatever it is. And you're like, eh, the whole day shot. No, yeah. like you you don't have to start tomorrow. You can start now. Had a bad start to the day. Let's Bre- just go ahead and like, trash the day. <laughs> breakfast is over. Yesterday is over. Breakfast is over. And now you lunch and dinner. You can right. eat. You can eat a salad or you can eat. You know diet something. Monday. No diet does not start diet Monday. Monday. <laughs> like January first is not the day you start. Monday is not the day you start. It's it's now right now start now. Right now you you decide and you change your mind now. Okay, so we we're through time. The next one's money. The next one's money. Don't have enough money. Now, this one gets me because we are such DIYers, and it's a huge way to save money in so many different ways. But I will also take this to the same um, area as I did with the time. I don't want to make time for that. We are huge in I don't want to spend my money that way. we are. And it's not – I stopped saying we can't afford that a long time ago. It is, I don't, I don't want, want to afford, afford that. that. And prioritizing the things that you should be spending your money on, because I think, of course, Americans have, we are huge consumers. And so right. there are plenty of things that we don't need that we spend our money on. But I'm not, you know, we can have that subject another day too. But the idea that we want to, you know, go on a vacation or something someday, that's the eye on the prize. So bu- buying brand new, you know, name brand tennis shoes or you know whatever it is for right. the kids along or for us along the way all those things are decisions that are made because we don't want to spend our money that way we want to spend our money in this other way right. and so i have stopped saying we can't afford that right. because 
We could probably find it. The way I look at things is we could find a way to afford almost anything. Sure. We'll find a way to buy a million, a house that's worth a million dollars for 200,000 because we work our way around and figure out how to do it. We'll find a foreclosure. Like there's ways to purchase big things for little amounts of money. We'll DIY it so that we're not paying another contractor to do it for us. And so we save a ton of money that way. But I would say, I mean, a big part of what you're saying though, is that we have a lot of financial discipline. Yes. You and I do. Yes. Not that not that everybody does or doesn't, but I know that we do, and so we often don't have that excuse. We I, I don't find myself ever giving that excuse. Like a lot of time, I mean, if I look at something that somebody else has, if I wanted it, I would I would go buy it. I'd find a way to go buy it. But I a don't lot know of, that I've ever had a serious conversation of I can't afford it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't right. find the need to use that excuse either. But there's plenty of things where people, you know, and just in casual conversation, I'd be like, well, I can't afford to do that. You know, just kind of like flippantly. Right. When the excuse is not really, I can't afford it. In my right. head, I'm you going. You probably could afford it. In my but head, you I'm don't want to. In the conversation, I'm going. I would never spend my money on that. You know, that's right. that's what my brain is saying. Yeah. Like, it's it's not really even the what what I'm saying out of my mouth is not the same thing I'm thinking. In right. My head. So the excuse might be um, kind of you hiding, like you're hiding behind the excuse, not yes. that it's an actual excuse. Yes, absolutely. But okay. I don't think most people are that way. I think most people say I can't afford that because they really either can't afford it or... Like they really want it and they can't yes. afford it. Yes. Versus but affording, I really don't want it, so I'm going to hide behind this excuse that I can't afford it. But the idea of affording things is kind of silly in and of itself too um for a lot of things of course there are plenty of things there's true poverty there's true like cannot afford food and all kinds of things um but i think in large part we're talking about you know affording like vacations or cars or you know all these different things it's like no i'm not gonna go buy a brand new car off the lot we've literally never done that we've never bought a new car because in my mind it's it's something i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna buy well, in, in terms of what we do with these home construction projects, you know, a lot of things we can't afford to do. We can't afford to hire someone to come out and do a lot of the work that we do. So we learn the skill to do it so yeah. that we could do it ourselves. And that's how you combat not have. If you truly can't afford something when it comes to DIY and things like that, um, you combat that in some way. You trade. We used to trade things. I mean, you're right. a math teacher. You would do tutoring. I mean, that's a lot of tutoring to afford some sort of construction project, but... Like, where there's a will, there's a way. Sure. Again, that goes back to wanting something. If you really want something, you're going to figure out how to do it. Even if it's more money, you're going to figure out how to trade things. You're going to figure out how to DIY it. Like, there's going to be a way to make it happen. So don't say you don't have the money and you don't have the time. Because if you wanted any of these things, you would figure out a way to do it. Right. You guys... You'd make the time. Work-wise... I wanted a show on H... No, I shouldn't say I wanted a show on HGTV. I wanted to have a television show. I made my own. Right. No, I mean, thank goodness I live in the time of YouTube and Instagram where I can put up whatever videos I want, but no one ever came along and paid for me to do a TV show or yeah. for me to, to have a show. Hire a production crew to come out. And- right, but doggone it, I wanted a show, and I was going to figure out how to do it, and mm-hmm. I did it. So to have the excuse, I mean, and that sounds really arrogant, sorry, in advance for that, but um, I'm just giving you, you the example of something that I look back on and go, that's what I did when when there was no chance, like a snowball's chance in Hades, that someone would come along and just ask me to be on a television show. Yeah. So you make your own. And that's probably the biggest example of like, who on earth would go and make their own television show? Or from their nothing. own video. From, well, 
from nothing or not. Yeah. I mean, nobody knew who I was or anything else, but who would do that? You know, it's not, it's not something like I can't afford a car or I can't afford whatever. It's like this, this weird job goal that seems like, you know, how do you become a Hollywood star? Like you have to, to depend on a lot of other people and hit just the right places at just mm-hmm. the right time. There's a little bit of luck involved in that. A too. lot of luck involved. Of course, talent too. But I was like, eh, I don't have time for that. I'm just going to make my own, you know? Yeah. So I, if I can do that, I feel like there's so many other things that, that are easier to come by than All a right. television show that you're hosting that yeah, you could do sure. on your own. Well, let's take a little break and we'll come to our third excuse. Cause I think it kind of ties in perfectly. <laughs> okay. With these other two, and that's uh, no skill. Be back in just a second. Welcome back to the Building Aaronsburg podcast. Uh, In our little series, we're talking about uh, excuses people make. The two most common are, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money. Uh, And the third one is, I don't have enough skill. And I think that the, I don't have enough skill is the one that you need to make if you don't have the other two, mm-hmm. right? So let's say that you, you don't have a lot of time to do whatever. Then you better get really skilled at it so you can do it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Or you don't have enough money to go hire the contractor. Well, then you better develop the skill so that you can go do it yourself. Right. So I feel like the, well, I don't have the ability to do that. You guys, the world... I wasn't, I don't have, I wasn't born with any of the abilities that I have, and neither were you for that matter. Yeah. Nobody's built with, born with these abilities. You learn them along the way. So if you don't have the time to do something, go learn the skills so you can do it more quickly. But then it takes time to learn the skill. But you have time to build the skill slowly. Yeah. In my opinion. I yeah. Mean, yeah. So, but it's still, I, I don't have time to work out. I've done, uh, there's tons of research on all these things that you can do, little five minute workouts that you can do while you're sitting in your desk. And it takes no time to read an article about how to do that. And then you do, you know, throughout the day, I don't know what everybody does for a living. Everybody's different. But I would bet if you were just a super busy person, maybe you spend a lot of time commuting. You'd commute to work. It takes an hour to get to work. Get your subway workout in. Get yeah, you on that pole. On, yeah. You could be those, doing some uh, bicycles while you're sitting <laughs> in the chair. You're going to look like a crazy person, but everybody else in there probably does too. <laughs> no. If you guys have ever been to, oh my gosh, what's the name of the Instagram Passenger shaming? No, is it passenger shaming? I don't know. I think it's passenger shaming. I think I've stopped following them at this point, but um, it's so hilarious the number of people who are full out doing workouts on an airplane while there's 30,000 feet in the air. Like, full workouts. Hey. Like, they're, lunges they're, down the aisle. They don't have the time to work out. <laughs> they're so going to make the time. Lunges down the aisle, push-ups in the aisle, like... Oh my gosh, everyone on the plane hates you. But you know what? Those people are dedicated and they yeah. are they are taking you know, they're stuck on a plane. They are not gonna waste any moment of that time. They're sitting, they're gonna do that, they're gonna they're gonna improve their lives no matter what it takes. That's right. <laughs> it's so funny. And I think the building skill probably works I mean, the more concrete examples are probably when it comes to money. You know, a lot of people don't have money to hire a contractor to sheetrock a new room or put in hardwood floors. But, you know, I think a lot of learning a skill and taking the time to learn a skill comes down to what questions to ask. 
because that has been the learning curve for us. Now, you, when you first started learning plumbing and electrical, you took out books. I right. think you bought a couple books. And I think those were like A to Z. They had all the possibilities mm-hmm. um, of what could plumbing go wrong. Plumbing for dummies. Plumbing for, no, you didn't buy, did you, was that what it was? That was one of them. Yeah. So you bought all these books. That was before, it wasn't before the day of YouTube, but it was certainly before there was as much information right. out there as there is. I mean, there's any subject you guys can even imagine. There's no excuse speaking of excuses, to not be able to learn anything. Like, there's infinite information. And I'm one of those people that puts that out into the world because I think it's important for everybody to be able to do a skill that they can't hire someone else to do. Um, So so once you did that, then... Then you started watching YouTube videos and building right. up, but ask knowing what questions to ask along the way is huge. And I don't really know how to combat that. That's a well, a, a lot of it is point. you have to kind of get your hands dirty and as you and fail experiment, right? You're and like, I, man, how do how am I supposed to do that? You know, when the I remember the first time I tried to sheetrock a wall, <clears throat> there was big clumps of mud right along the seam, maybe two inches wide. I was like, how do I get rid of those things? And I tried to like push them flat, but then, so you just had to. But see, the, when you, you know what question to Google because you have seen a well-sheet-rocked wall before. Right. You know so what a wall's, you, but everyone knows what a wall looks like. I knew that this was wrong because there's a big clump of mud down sure, the Sure, but there's cases when there are questions that you could ask to save yourself a lot of time and trouble. So this is like kind of venturing off into another subject, I guess that could, <laughs> could lead to a pretty good excuse to not do, do something. But, um, you know, when we were doing the epoxy floors, which has been the huge subject of our life recently, our lives have mm-hmm. been all encompassed by epoxy flooring lately. It's such a finicky thing. And you can Google until you're blue in the face, but there was just right. certain questions that we didn't know to ask before we even got started like the different types of epoxy right. that there are and which ones would be proper to use for our specific floors or right and our know. skill level that was a, another part of it was the guy that sold us the epoxy was thought well we're just he knows that we know how to diy stuff and we're pretty good at it but at the same time we're still not professionals so he sold us the product that would have a longer pot life mm-hmm. when it probably wasn't the best product out there but we didn't know we didn't know yeah. that there were multiple types of the same product so i think as a bit of advice just from experience on my part, if there's something that you don't know how to do and it's truly something like a DIY project. Now we're not talking about, you know, working out or any of these different things, but even I guess actually those two find someone in your life, you know, people, you Mm -hmm. know, people who know people that you can just have a conversation with, take them out to coffee or just talk to them on the phone and pick their brain. Like, here's what I want to do. Right. What could go wrong? You know, beyond, here, you know, I plan on doing this load-bearing wall, or I plan on ripping this wall out. What could go wrong? Right. Tell me all the things. And really immerse yourself in the education of not just how you're going to fix it, but the complications that could come from it and what it should look like when you open it up so that when you get there, you know what you're looking at. Right. Um, I don't know. I guess we just love to learn because I would I would rather just learn all these skills and to pay someone to do them anyway. Um and I mean, that's how I've learned like social media and all these different things. To me, paying someone else to do something that I don't know how to do already myself is like, Ugh, I would rather just learn yeah, it myself. Yeah, but that, again, that gets back to the very first thing you said, I think, is that you either have time or money. And in most cases, we don't have money, but we do have time. Yes. So. We, and hopefully, eventually, that flip flops, right? Like, hopefully, actually, I don't know if that's. I don't know if I would rather have money. Than <laughs> I don't time. know either. I would much rather have You're time right. than money. You're right. Yeah. We've never been, like, money has never been our goal. For, I mean, enough money to be comfortable. Because I feel like in the things that we don't have money for, 
either we don't want them, but let's say it was something we wanted, like these epoxy floors. We don't have the money to hire someone to do that. Yeah. Um, so I would rather just take the time to learn it and, yeah. and build the skill. I feel like a true Renaissance I, family. We were really learning some things. Right, but there's I'm sure there are a lot of people that have money to do things like this, but they don't have time. Yeah, or skill. So they would, yeah, they'd rather just spend their money instead of trying to learn to build the skill in the sure. little bit of time that they don't really have. And I think that there's, you have to understand your personal balance of all those things, time, money, and skill. Um, there are, there have been things like the roof on this house, the air mm-hmm. conditioning system. There have been things that we know from our experience in construction and with our skill level that, that it's worth our time and money to hire someone else to do it right people we've talked about it before where people um, contractors can get contractor pricing on materials that we can't and they can do things faster than we can so you add both of those things up and you say okay is it worth it to pay x number of dollars for a contractor to come in and do this in two days it would take us two weeks and it would cost us like 75 percent of the price instead of a hundred percent right so you're saving 25 percent to spend 10 times as long it's like, no, just have the contractor do it. Right. You know, have the contractor put the roof on. How long would it have taken you to do a roof by yourself? This Forever roof, and ever. Yeah, this would... Uh, it's super steep. they be doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And so there's just certain things that you have to make that that balance in your own head of, is it worth my time? Is it worth my money? Is right. it worth my... Ex- to learn a new skill? Skill, right. And that's that's really... You know, it's it is it's almost like the financial discipline you were talking about. It's a, it's a self analysis and the discipline to know yourself well enough to know which of those you know how those all come yeah, where together. Where your balance is and all of yeah, that. Yeah, and it's not the same for anybody. Right. Everyone's different. Every family's different. And even within your own life, um, where you currently are, there was a time where we didn't have kids. Now we sure. have four kids. Right. Now the kids are a little older. Right. Right. So all these different points in your life. They, yeah, that they balance can is constantly changing. It's constantly changing. Right. From moment to moment, your mom gets sick. You know, somebody has coronavirus. Like, all these various different things. I don't have time for it right now. Let's push it off to whenever. You know, you're, sure. everything changes. Um, I mean, I always say that I'm the person that once I got to a certain age and experienced a certain amount of stuff, I stopped saying, I will never, whatever. Right. I will never say never anymore because... Right. You never know what is coming <laughs> that's, that's up right. and how your life will change. Yeah. So you never know when you might need to hire that contractor, even though you're the one that DIYs everything, or when you're going to need to um, throw a lot of money at something that you suddenly don't have time to do. Lord right. knows that that's happened to me recently. I never thought um, that I would hire an assistant. Like, what on earth right. is happening in my life? And here we are. So never say never. And stop making excuses. Yep. Learn the balance. I think <laughs> learning that balance will help you manage your your excusing. Absolutely. Excusing. In that self-analysis every excusering. time. Excusing. Now you're the ones with the bad words. I'm so glad we're <laughs> flip-flopping on that this week. All right. When we come back, we're going to have a listener question. Welcome back to Building Aaronsburg. We have a listener question, and I'm going to say, I'm going to sub out the person's name. <laughs> okay. Because they say their husband's name in the question, so I want to make sure we've protected the innocent or the guilty, whatever. Yeah. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. I've been binging, binging your podcast today while I clean. Y'all are so great. I'm enjoying it so much. Thank you. Thanks. My question for the podcast is, 
How do you handle making decisions when Catherine's designer brain and Thomas's more practical brain clash? Husband and I run into this all the time. I will design a project and then he will look at it and change things to either make it easier or cheaper or quicker and it will make me dissatisfied with the finished project. Compromise is so hard sometimes. Yep. You like that question? I do because we go through that all the time. Yeah. And I feel like the answer is I have failed so many times in this category that I just wait and I I make sure that I I know exactly what you want. And I always ask, there's a lot of questions that I don't think you think about because when it comes to like the actual construction process, you know a lot of it. But then when it, like when the rubber meets the road, I'm going to have to do it. And yeah. I'm looking at it saying, I can't do it the way that at least what you're saying. So you t- let me explain what I think I have to do here to make it work out. And you tell me if that's what you want, A, and, and if it's not. Tell me what you want, and I'll tell you why I think that I can't do it the way that you want it. So it is for sure a conversation, and I would say it's a constant conversation yes. through the entire project. Right. Um, you know, I'll I'll design it one way, and then you'll get in there and go, okay, I can't do it that way. Let's come up with a new solution. And we come up with a new solution together. So it's not, it's never a just me deciding or a just you deciding. Right. I would I say as ever. the builder, as the builder, you know generally where things are going to start. But there will be kind of like critical points where it's like, ooh, I either need to cut this or I need to do, you know, this other thing. And I know what I would do because I'm going to do what's easier and more practical, just like her husband would. Now, some of it is. But a lot of times that's where I'll stop and be like, all right, let me go get her like, hey, let me tell you, what am I supposed to do right here? The best contractors that I've ever known stop what they're doing and ask questions before they proceed. Right. Because when it comes to a job, when I'm in my workplace, if the client's not happy and the designer's not happy, they're going to have to redo it. Right. Sometimes at the cost of the contractor, sometimes it just depends, but they're going to have to redo it. And no one wants to have to redo anything, Mm -hmm. even if they're getting paid for it. They don't want to have to redo it. And you have learned that lesson. It's a very important lesson. It's a hard lesson to learn though, because I can't, how many things have I built or I was in the middle of building and I'd kind of come to that stage and I was like, "Ah, I think I'm gonna do it this way. And I started working that way and you happened to come into the room. But for you, what what's great about you is that you care whether or not I like it. Right. There might be some marriages where it's like, eh, she doesn't like it or he doesn't like it. She so can do it herself. Yeah, she can do it herself if she doesn't like it, you know? And so the the good part about our relationship is that you do care that my vision has come through. You want me to be happy with yeah. the finished product. And so you stop at critical points when you have any question whatsoever and just come and ask or call and ask if I'm not there. Cause right. you know, so you really, like to accuse me of not being in places a lot of times of doing that, construction. That happens. <laughs> that happens too. But I would say it's kind of a, it's, it's a decision too, that the husband needs to make when he, he knows when he gets to those points that right now there's not always a, husband. Sometimes it's the wife, whoever, in this case it was the husband. Yeah. You get, you get to that point, it's like, okay, the practical side of me says to go this way, but that's not going to look exactly how sh- how she wants it. So I can either stop and ask her, or I can just do it and hope she doesn't notice it. Yeah. Or she, I think, when she does notice it, say, well, I couldn't do it that way. I had to, So whatever. I think the answer to the question, at least at the very base of the problem, is to have that conversation with your spouse and say... But it's not just one conversation. It's It'll no, be several. I mean having the conversation of, look, here's what's happened in the past. From here on out, if you ever have one question, when we discuss this from the start, I want you to promise me that 
you were going to ask me, just check with me. It could be that you're going to do it fine. But, but it slows you down too. It does. I'll say that as the builder, it slows you down. So, so the hus- so the, that's the conversation that needs to happen. The, whoever's building, husband, wife, whatever, has yeah, to say, say well, "You better be here." Yes. No. No. <laughs> not that. Gonna, yes, I can be make decisions changes. along the way. There's going to be decisions along the way, and that's going to slow the process down. So know that you're not going to get your new bathroom by next week. Right. I know you had a deadline of Christmas, but you have you wanting to be there and make all these decisions as we go is going to push the project back right. by a month are you okay with that because i can either make the decisions myself and you're not going to like the, it quickly and it'll get done right or we can have these com- conversations all along the way so i think it's having the initial conversation of expectations not just for how the thing's going to look in the end but the the expectations of conversations that need to be had along the way so that it's done the way you want because in my opinion having it done the way you want and visually how you want it is right. more important than the amount of time it takes sure. to get it done. I would sacrifice well, I'll the time. I'll say this too. I, at the end of the day, I don't really care what it looks like. I have, I mean, how many things and have some, you... Some people do. Right. Some some Builders. Husbands or wives, whoever the person is that's doing the, the right. building. Usually it's the husband but or the guy, whatever you want to call it, spouse. Um, whoever it is usually does not care, but... Some of them do. Right. I mean, I've had several clients recently who... Where the builder had a vision that the designer did not. Not the builder. I'm talking about husband and wife or spouse DIYers who, you know, one of them has an opinion, but we're answering the specific question. So we're going to go with this specific person's um, example that, you know, I don't think her husband necessarily cares what what it looks like in the end, or maybe he does. But the ultimate thing is that you need to have that conversation before you start or else... You're going to be dissatisfied. Yeah. Don't don't make a lot of assumptions, which I, I think that goes into that too. The husband probably assumes that this is generally what she wanted, not this is specifically what she wanted. And the wife just assumed that this is what I told him. It's going to get done. Yeah. You always have to assume that they do not understand what you have in your head. If you can get that through, then. Yeah. So to answer the question, I would say we've learned that through experience. There's a lot of things that we've done that you've said let's do this let's do this and i was like all right let's do it and then i did it and it was not nowhere near what you thought it was going to be and so it's going to be really shocking but the one word answer to all of this is communication yeah constant communication i would say it's also some swallowing of egos too i mean sure for the builder to say Oh, yeah, I'm I'm willing to do it your way. It's going to take me longer, be more of a pain in the butt to me, but I'm willing to do it your way. But also for the designer to say, this is exactly what I want, but sometimes maybe financially it's not going to happen that way. Time is not going to allow for it to happen that way. And so I do want to say that as an aside, as a designer, what I love so much about doing our own house is that I get to see that a lot of what I think of in my head can't necessarily built, be built exactly the way that I right. want it to. And so I'm able to carry that over in my job. Well, it can be built, but there's going to be a cost of either more money or more time. Yes. Yes. And, right. And then on the flip side of things, um, I'm also get, getting to see as a consumer when, and also as a designer, when I have contractors who are building something and they tell a client, you know, this is a project that'll take one or two weeks. I'm able to tell my client when they do make changes or things happen, mm-hmm. I can say, look, we ex- they expected it to be this way because we planned it that way, and now they've run into these problems, or right. or we made changes. You can't expect for them to just 
magically make that happen. It's going to extend the amount of time. And so, I mean, if I just think that our DIY situation at home has given us or given me so much ability to deal with clients in the right way, deal with contractors in the right way, compromise. I mean, I compromise with, I don't ever walk out into a job site and be like, this is how it has to be. Well, not always. I won't say, never say never. I won't say always. There's been times, but I'm pretty aware of, of what can be done and what can't be done. And if you're, if you as a contractor and a professional are telling me it can't, let's have a talk about it and figure out how to get it done. Um, Cause there's a way to marry vision and execution. Sure. We, there is a way to put those together in a way that makes everybody happy at the end of the day. But you got to communicate it. Yep. Constant communication. All right. That's it for our episode on excuses. You guys stop making excuses, get out there and get it done. And we'll see y'all next time. If you want to reach out to us, we're on Facebook at building Aaronsburg. We're on Instagram at building Aaronsburg. I'm on um, Instagram as Catherine Aaronsburg. And uh, you can email us at, buildingarensburg at gmail.com. Until next time, bye y'all. Bye y'all.